They don't have to do anything for money. They print money from nothing. No oversight. No limiting factors. And they decide where it goes. They just add a couple zeros to a number and suddenly that's money. And they can go spend it on goods and services and people. You want to hire somebody? Just type 50000 into the computer and now they have a year's salary to pay them. I mean, it's all fake. It's all imaginary. So I get maybe that's another like limiting factor that liberals are just like, well, if you can't explain it in simple terms of, of money and greed, then I don't get it. I don't understand. Well, you have to you have to be able to think like these people. And these people have all of the money, have infinite money, don't care about money, are into something greater than money. They're into power. They're into control. You need to defend your civilization against the onslaught of this cancer of progressivism, liberalism, and globalist brainwashing. This is a life or death situation. No messing around. The prescription is two doses of InfoWars taken daily. You're tuned in to the American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. Alright folks, a lot of problems. A lot of problems that we're dealing with. A lot of problems affecting us in our daily life. A lot of money being robbed from us directly out of our pocket by the increasing inflation. It doesn't affect the ultra-rich, doesn't affect the ultra-wealthy. They gain from it, but for the average American, you're feeling it at the pump, you're feeling it at the grocery store, maybe canceling vacations or having to pull your kid out of private school. You know, major life changes that have compounding impacts the longer it goes on. But uh, you know, they don't care. They brought this about on purpose. They did this on purpose. They're crashing the economy on purpose because they have a better plan in place. The economy as it stands now with people having cash and being able to simply buy and sell without minute oversight and permission from some central authority. That's It's all very messy. It's all very confusing and messy. And a bunch of people just doing whatever they want, just getting together and buying what they want, selling what they need. It's just... It's all kind of messy and confusing for the people at the top. So their plan is to just flip the table, wipe the board, clear it all out, and impose a digital central currency uh, that's tied to your biometric readings and uh, can't be separated from you. You can never actually take your money and spend it on what you want without oversight. You'll have to get permission for every single purchase. All of this is part of the same plan. We don't need to go over time and time again how... October of 2020, they were very concerned about the lack of inflation and were doing their best to create inflation. We've been over that many, many times. Of course, they put into place Treasury Secretary Yellen, and they keep—they just keep, you know, revealing their hand. They keep taking the mask off. They keep tr like trying to explain to the American people that this is not on accident. It's not—it's not something they can't control policies that they're putting in place okay they're talking out of both sides of their mouth but we'll, we'll get into it we'll, we'll we'll dive down and try to figure out exactly what's being said here through we'll, we'll slice through the rhetorical shield and try to get to the uh, juicy truth center of this absurdity let's go first to uh, let's go first to clip number 11 here it's Janet Yellen talking about energy prices and uh, inflation, which of course their policies have uh, helped to bring about and create. But here she is. 
You say that inflation is a global problem, and it certainly is, but how do you explain the fact that Europe's core inflation last month was under 4% and the United States was at 6 So, you know, energy prices spill over is really half of inflation, uh, food and energy, and there are spillovers because energy is an important input into almost everything in the economy. Um, it is true that we've had core inflation um, over and above that that um, is too high, and the Fed will take steps to bring it down. And um, President Biden believes there, there are other things the administration can do to support what the Fed will do. Um, he's uh, in, he's had historic releases of oil from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve that um, even though gas prices are high, they would be higher without those releases. He stands ready to work and is encouraging producers of oil and refined products gas to work with him to increase supplies to bring uh, gas prices, energy prices down. And um, if Congress um, will work with him uh, to uh, enact some of the administration's programs, we can bring down other costs that are burdening households, like prescription drugs, health care costs. Um, increase the supply of affordable housing. We clearly have a housing problem in the United States, um, and we need to address it by building more affordable housing. Oh, okay. Okay, great. I guess you've solved it then. <laughs> I mean, you can at least be charismatic. Like, if we're just going to have some sort of weird goblin creature, like, in it with a with a you know f freaky doll haircut like ramble at us about how nothing is happening and how it's all you know being like they can at least be charismatic and, and rhetorically gifted in it like how does this person get to the top of the of the chain here of course we know how she gets there it's the the, the private organization of the federal reserve it makes the jump over to the treasury secretary very convenient but I mean, you'll notice there that she didn't give an answer, right? It was, what are you doing about inflation? Why is inflation so high in America? Sure, it's high worldwide, but it's especially high in America. Why is that? And she gives a bunch of rambling answers. Basically, the only concrete thing she can say that Joe Biden has done is release these strategic oil reserves, which is not what that's there for. Donald Trump filled up these strategic reserves for emergency situations. Joe Biden canceled the Keystone XL pipeline, canceled a bunch of uh, oil drilling permits, destroyed our ability to trade with Russia, you know, told everybody I'm going to destroy the fossil fuel industry. Like he did all of this and I was tapping the strategic oil reserve to, you know, make up for his failures as if that's some sort of achievement. I don't know. Has it made prices go down? They're still at the highest they've ever been in all of history. So is that really an accomplishment using the, you know, rainy day fund to pay off your bad debts? Essentially, it's what's going on here. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous that they just say things like this to the American people. And the American people let them get away with it. I mean, my God. Of course, we probably are headed towards a recession. There probably is a major housing bubble that's about to pop. And, of course, their solution is more affordable housing. In other words, more subsidized housing. In other words, more gigantic, monolithic, completely soulless and devoid of any quality 
houses being built by massive international foreign, like Chinese and Mexican corporations, uh, to build super cheaply with uh, really bad, you know, quality stuff from all over the world. Uh, build it up, get the government to pay for it, get a couple extra bucks in your pocket. You know, in the meantime, a little bit of grift here and there. Uh, you know, give it over to um, people that don't have to pay for it. And uh, just drastically lower the quality of life in the neighborhood and the surrounding areas as you work to improve and, and increase density and bring in millions and millions more people from around the world and then complain about a, a housing crisis. I mean, it's all a big joke, except it's on us. Here is Janet Yellen, uh, quote number 12, this time saying that uh, actually it's not Joe Biden's policies that are responsible for high gas prices. It must be somebody else's. Let's watch. I don't think that um, policies are responsible for what's happening in the oil market. Um, actually, uh, consumption of gas and fuels are currently at lower levels than pre-pandemic. And what's happened is that production has gone down. Refinery capacity has declined in the United States and oil production has declined. Yeah, and that's just happening. It's just happening. It's just, just going on. You know, these oil companies, they just don't want to make money, really. You know, they could go out. They could drill for oil. They could make millions of dollars doing that. You know, the Biden administration is right there behind them telling them to do it. They just don't want to. It's just sort of happening. It's not our policies. It's not our fault. Certainly not. No, it's just sort of taking place. Just like the, the move of manufacturing to China or the, you know, offshoring of car production to Mexico or the, you know, printing of trillions and trillions of dollars over just a couple of years with nothing to back it up. It's all just sort of happening, okay? The people that are in charge and the people that are making these decisions shouldn't be held responsible for their outcome. They just are sort of doing whatever, and uh, then whatever happens, and nobody's in charge, and nobody cares, and nobody, you know, has any foresight or ability to, you know, even consider the obvious implications of the policies that they're implementing. It's all just sort of happening. It's not a consequence of policy. There's not anything they can do about it. And uh, they're just going to keep doing what they've been doing the entire time. It's one of those things, isn't it? When you have a friend that is constantly in a uh, bad situation for their own fault, and they just refuse to acknowledge that it could possibly be their fault, they're going to keep being in that bad situation. So this is uh, what we like to call a, uh, a T-ball, right? Just sitting there ready for the Republicans to hit it out of the park by actually making economic arguments that can fix, fix things. But uh, they don't seem interested in fixing anything either because they're also making bank from this. It's all coordinated. It's all on purpose. You know, it was a headline, headline that I, I didn't print, but it, it was a... poll with uh, liberals and conservatives polled and they found that liberals tended to just not read news that made them upset. They didn't read bad news because they, they couldn't handle it emotionally and uh, just wouldn't read it, wouldn't, wouldn't look at it, wouldn't listen to it. It uh, reflects a childishness in the mindset of a lot of these people. There's a lot of interesting um, like through lines you can find between uh, liberals and, and uh, liberals and conservatives. Like the um, there's the the prisoner's dilemma thought experience, uh, experiment 
that was created, I think, in the 60s or 70s, and they found that you could basically tell whether someone was conservative or liberal off their response to that. It has to do with whether you accept a plea deal or whether you risk uh, tattling on your co-conspirator and it, you get 10 years if you don't tattle, blah, blah, blah. It's like a, you know either-or sort of thing. You can, you can tell what people are going to pick based on whether they're liberal or conservative. And that one has to do with whether you trust another person. So liberals were willing to trust the other person, right? The, the thought experiment, the prisoner's dilemma, you and another prisoner are implicated in a, a crime, another suspect, I guess, are implemented in a crime, and basically it's like if you both stay silent, then you both get the maximum amount. If you if one of you talks but the other one doesn't, then only you get the, the maximum. And so it's about whether you, uh, it's called min-max theory, you want to minimize your maximum losses and maximize your minimum gains. It's game theory. It's all tied into psychological operations. It developed the Rand Corporation and uh, ARPA, and it, these are all thought experiments they do. But, but the point is that the conservatives basically wouldn't risk it. They wouldn't trust the other prisoner to do the right thing and you know benefit both of them. So the conservatives would choose the option that wasn't the best option necessarily, but it was the safe option regardless of what the other person did because they just didn't trust the other person to do the right thing. Liberals, however, were willing to risk the greater jail time with the assumption or the belief that the other prisoner would uh, do the same thing. And it's this sort of trustingness, which is which is good. You know, Obviously, there should be trust in society, and it would be great to live in a world where you could trust your fellow human beings. But it's also a... It's also not grounded in reality. You actually need to protect yourself and be suspicious of other people. And if they prove to be worthy of trust, then you trust them. It's great. You also keep in the back of your mind things to change at any minute. And so I think, you know, there's an aspect of that when it comes to even being able to understand what's really happening at the highest levels of world government at this point because there's something deeply psychological and I don't know if it's fear or if it's naivety that liberals just trust these people they just refused to believe how bad it really is and so of course it would seem absurd when you look around you see the economy collapsing you see inflation out of control you see baby formula can't be found in the food crisis it's going to get really bad and it's just terrifying to some people to believe that this could be on purpose, that people could be doing this purposefully, by design, with the intended consequences that we're now experiencing. It's too much for some people. They cannot allow themselves to believe that because then they'll have to not, not trust the people in charge. And that's a terrifying concept. So they just don't do it. They just refuse to believe that the people that are obviously doing this are the ones doing it. I mean, it's it's sort of destroying our country at this point. Like, if you would just wake up and realize that the people who tell you they're going to do something and then go do that thing, that it's not like an accident or it's not like they're just trying their best and failing. Like, no, they're, they're doing this on purpose. So, obviously, the question that these people can't seem to fathom is why would it want to be – why would they want to do this on purpose? Why would they want to collapse the economy? Why would they want to cause so much widespread – suffering 
today is liberals are just like, well, I, will, I don't want people to suffer, so they must not want people to suffer either. No, they don't care. That's the thing. See, liberals get it if it has to do with money. If you go, well, oil companies just love money, so they're going to pollute the earth. They're like, ah, oh, these oil companies are so evil. They're so evil. They love money so much. Do you not understand that these people digitally print money, meaning they have all of the money, meaning money is nothing to them? Do you ever have the Rosebud cheat on Sims? Type Rosebud01. It'd give you $1,000. You just hit enter, 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 and suddenly you have to. Like, that's how their real money works. You get that, right? They don't have to do anything for money. They print money from nothing. No oversight. No limiting factors. And they decide where it goes. They just add a couple zeros to a number, and suddenly that's money. And they can go spend it on goods and services and people. You want to hire somebody? Just type 50000 into the computer, and now they have a year's salary to pay them. I mean, it's all fake. It's all imaginary so i get maybe that's another like limiting factor that liberals are just like well if you can't explain it in simple terms of, of money and greed then i don't get it i don't understand well you have to you have to be able to think like these people and these people have all of the money have infinite money don't care about money are into something greater than money they're into power they're into control they have placed themselves at the top of the societal pyramid and it's a self-aggrandizing sociopathy that drives it. Not love of money, not greed, but control and power. And that's what they're after at the end of the day. And they have all of the money. So I guess this makes things a little bit more complicated and liberals in this country incapable of, of comprehending how this is actually coming about. But of course, the answer to why they would want to collapse things is not particularly complicated. You don't even have to speculate. In fact, they give you the answer. They tell you why they're doing this. All you have to do is listen to their secret little meetings or interview them on television. Let's go down to clip number 18. Here is uh, Powell talking about the rapid changes taking place in the monetary system. Once again, it's just happening. These rapid changes just taking place. Uh, let's see what he has to say about these, these crazy changes taking place that nobody controls or is designing. Let's watch. Looking forward. Rapid changes are taking place in the global monetary system that may affect the international role of the dollar in the future. Most major economies already have or are in the process of developing instant 24-7 payments. Our own FedNow service will be coming online in 2023. And in light of the tremendous growth in crypto assets and stable coins, we are examining whether a U.S. central bank digital currency would improve upon what is an already safe and efficient domestic payment system. As our white paper on this topic notes, a U.S. CBDC could also potentially help maintain the dollar's international standing. So that's the point. That's the point right there. The point is to create a central bank digital currency for which they have total oversight, total control, total surveillance, and total, uh, you know, uh, They'll be the final word on whether you can make any purchase at all. I mean, they will have control over the population at a transactional level where they can deny you anything they want and they can track you anywhere you go. And it will be impossible to avoid this system of control and surveillance and uh, manipulation because there will be no cash because we'll all be digital. And they've laid this out. And that's what the World Economic Forum gatherings were about in Davos. That's what the uh, World Government Summit was about, and they said this will be the control mechanism by which we rule, the digital currency. So that's why they're collapsing the dollar, and they're doing it in a way that will assure they can bring about the new system they desire that has more control and more oversight by them. Ladies and gentlemen, 
In the last 30 months, we've witnessed the globalists hit humanity and hit humanity extremely hard.